In this episode, we're discussing the four most common questions we get asked about meta ads and about how we'd answer them. Welcome to JFDI with the two Lauras, where we help you, the freelance social media marketer, to build a profitable business which funds your lifestyle and supports your family, but is also a joy to work in. In today's episode, we are talking about the four most common questions that we get asked about meta ads, and we're going to be diving into exactly how we would answer them. After this episode, if you've still got questions or want to find out more or to pick our brains, you can come and join our free Facebook group, which is called the Social Media Managers Hub. So you can just search in Facebook for that or go to thesocialmediamanagershub.com. You just need to pop your email address in to join the group and yeah, then dive into the questions and we'll be in there. Alrighty, let's dive into these questions then. So these are the four most common questions that we get asked about meta ads. And when we're talking about meta ads, we're talking about Facebook ads, Instagram ads. They all come under like the same, I was going to say umbrella. That is the right word, isn't it? They come under the same umbrella. Okay. Parasol, whatever kind of thing it is that you put things underneath. Okay. What's the first one? The first one is about charging. We just literally yesterday, I think it was, someone asked, they were kind of, the way they had in their head broken down how you charge for ads would be like, how do I charge for writing the copy? It's one thing you charge for. The build of the campaign is another thing you charge for. The visuals, the image or the videos that you need to be created, the how much should they charge for that? There was never any discussion on how do you actually charge for managing that campaign the testing the optimizing the reporting all the other things that actually come with true ads management so it kind of there was a few alarm bells I'm not going to be honest no I am going to be honest (laughs) (laughs) that made me think about the knowledge that that person had on ads which is fine like we've all got to start somewhere so obviously we were able to try and help as much as possible but I think so the fundamental kind of questions that come out a lot and not obviously just that one is about they're not just charging for an ad yeah I've seen questions as well recently where people are like how much would I charge um this client we're only going to run one ad or what if they wanted to add in another ad would I double the fee and it's like No, let's take it back to basics and talk about how you actually charge for running ads because that's yeah. not the way. <laughs> yeah. And there are, there, you know, there are different ways in which you could charge for ads. And like you definitely should, if you're cr- spending hours creating the videos and like writing tons of copy, of course you should be charging more for those sorts of things. But it's very much like social media management. You wouldn't just be like, well, I'm, I'm only doing one post. So I'm just going to charge you £75 for the one post. That's not social media management, is it? No. So, yeah, it's kind of looking at the big picture. Yeah, and I think fundamentally, which is where a lot of people go wrong, I think, with charging anyway, is that no one, whether you're organic, whether you're ads, is that no one ever thinks, what do I need to make? (laughs) What do I need to do or charge to be able to make the money that you need to make to be able to pay your bills, to be able to pay you whatever wage you want to be paid and, and all of that jazz? So... I think that's where you've got to start. Yeah. And we've spoken about this before, haven't we? Like people who live in, I don't know, like the Hollywood Hills are going to have to charge a lot more to cover their rent than people who live in Brighton. You know, so (laughs) you can't really compare what people are charging unless you know like the inner workings of their life and their expenses and their bills and whatnot. 
Yeah. But fundamentally, what an ads manager or a social media marketer who offers ads is needs to charge for is, is the whole thing. It's everything that you're doing within that month. So it's a monthly fee. You can charge in advance for that. You don't have to bill after the work is done. And we would actively encourage you to bill in advance. Not just bill in advance, actually get paid for that yes. bill in advance. Yeah. And you're not paying for the spend because you're doing that through their ad account, through their business account. This comes up a lot. You need to be running it through there, which is associated with their bank accounts or their payment cards. And you have nothing to do with that part. On that point, I think it's really important to explain why that is. And I think a really good way to demonstrate this is to talk about your client that you had who got hacked and they spent a lot of money on your client's credit card, didn't they? And imagine if that had been your credit card. Like you may have a really low credit limit, so it might not be able to go over that amount or whatever, but still you don't want to be the one who's left with that kind of debt. Yeah, they were spending like about four grand a day. Now, fortunately, because I was in a good ads manager, I was in there. So it happened overnight. So by the time I got in there, realized I was able to get hold of my client and they were able to cancel the card. If I was someone who just set up an ad campaign, which unfortunately this does happen a lot, and they just turn it on and then they bugger off because they've only paid for the creation of the ad, not the ongoing management of it. And that account had got hacked. It could be days maybe even longer before it would have been noted. Like I'm hoping banks would kind of flag these things up. And then the time I it took me to get that money back for my client was not weeks, it was months. Unfortunately, my client was in a position that actually didn't really matter to him as long as he got it back, that's all he cared about. But for me, I had that coming out of my bank, it would have been awful. Mm. So there are many, many reasons why you shouldn't associate your client spend on your banking, but that should just be enough to make you go, okay, <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's make sure it's their ad account, their bank details. But within that month that you're charging for, you're charging for the strategy, like what actually sitting down and thinking, what are you trying to do and how are you going to do that? You're charging for, yes, that their visual creation, whether it be the images, the videos, and that's not just one-off because you're, we're going to come on to this, but you're going to need more and more of those as time goes on. You're charging for their copywriting, you're charging for the build, you're charging for the ongoing daily management of that, you're charging for the reporting of that. And sometimes when you run ads, you report, not always, but I certainly report more regularly to clients in peak seasons, particularly for some clients. So that's not just necessarily a quick report at the end of the month. And you're charging for your skill, your knowledge, your experience. So there's lots of things that fall into what's packaged together as an ads manager. And the one end of that is you're also charging for the the benefit that that brings to that business. You know, if your ads are going to make that business hundreds of thousands of pounds, then you make sure that you've got an appropriate price point on your skills and your time. So you don't charge for the individual items. If you're going to do ads, it's not just a case of creating an ad and pressing on. It's an ongoing thing. And there are people who charge hundreds of thousands of pounds to run ads. There are people who charge, I know, 500, 750 a month for ads. There is no right or wrong. You have just got to find that price point for you. A lot of pricing for ads does come down to the amount the client is spending. And we talk about this a lot in our Facebook group. And I've shared kind of pricing structures that I've used in the past. But the more the client spends the more I charge because it doesn't get easier the more they spend it gets harder because there are more moving parts there's more testing involved so the charge your fee goes up the more they spend yeah 
definitely and like you want them to be spending a decent amount as well so don't be worried though on that kind of point that the more they spend the more you charge but the less they spend doesn't mean the less you charge if you know what I mean so like I've had clients in the past where my bill has been more than they're spending on ads they're paying me more to manage it than they're actually paying Facebook for the ads and that's not something to worry about that's just how it works right because the more they spend the more likely they are to get results but that doesn't you know not all businesses can spend a lot of money and like I can think of one client like years and years ago who was only spending like 300 pounds or something a month and was paying me double that to manage just this small 300 pound ad spend but they were happy to do that because rather do that than waste this 300 pounds entirely and like they were making money back so just don't worry that you're charging more than they're spending a hundred percent. And I just think on this point, like we don't see this question come up as much anymore, but it does rear its head occasionally that people will say that they've had a conversation with the client. The client has said they're not going to pay a monthly amount. They will pay them a percentage of the profit in the business. Yeah. All variations on yeah. a similar vein, to be honest. Just don't do it. Like a Hell fun- no. Do not do it. Yes, you are responsible for the ads. You're not responsible for the product. You're not responsible for the website. You're not responsible for the customer journey. You're not responsible for the, what potentially maybe may not be the social media. You're not responsible for the email marketing. You're not responsible for anything else in that business. Like just imagine, right, if you're working like that and you're doing the ads and you've done really amazing ads for the, the, for the, the whole month and you can see that they're getting loads of people landing on the website, but they've not told you that the website's broken. Or they've not told you that they've run out of stock. So you've done all of this work and they've made no sales. So therefore you make no money. And it's mm. not your pro- not your fault. Like, do not work like that. Absolutely no, not. No, you deserve to be paid what you need to be paid. That there are too many variables that are out of your control to make that be a sensible thing to do. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so next question that we had which is, comes up quite a lot. And I'm because we've had so many kind of questions like this, I'm going to try and summarize it into one question. So it's like when somebody has a client come to them and they really quickly want to run ads, maybe they've got an event or maybe like we're in Q4 and they want to quickly get some ads out for Christmas and what, what all of that sort of thing. So they're like, what do I do? Like, I've got this client, they've got an ad, they've got an event next week. What should I do? What kind of ads should I run? And like, it's a a big, broad question, (laughs) wanting a big, broad answer. But there is a really simple answer to that, really, which is that you can't really do a great job in that short amount of time. Because one of the major things that you need to do as an ads manager when you're spending money on ads is testing. You're going to be testing audiences that you're showing the ads to. You're going to be testing what kind of copy appeals to people, what kind of ad creative gets people to stop, what kind of calls to action gets people to click, all of that stuff. And if you've got an event next week, you can't do any of that. You cannot do any of that testing. So asking somebody, what kind of ad should I run? I don't know, because I don't know what you've done in the past. So it's like you're kind of missing out on this major phase, if you like. And that kind of leads up to issues doesn't it yeah and even if you do know like that is a fundamental problem when you take on a new client or someone saying I want these results in the next week but also there's no guarantees with a client that you've had for years like Mm. my clients I've worked with for five years and I still wouldn't guarantee the results they would get for socials and or assume I didn't need to test because you do and even like our business Yes, I can use the data of the years gone by and I can say, okay, well, you know, this audience generally works well for us and this kind of creative. And so I'll say to you, let's do this. And then 
it flops because there are no guarantees in any, well, there's no guarantees in any kind of marketing, but there's certainly no guarantees within ads managers. So you have to have that testing mentality, don't you? The data can inform and help you make decisions, but it's not going to tell you what the right thing to do. And I think that's really important that you have to go into anything knowing that you've got to do more testing. You've got to always essentially view it as that you're starting from scratch. Yeah. And I think this kind of leads back to the previous question as well, because like if you are charging per ad and you're only running one ad because your client can only afford to pay you for that one ad based on your pricing, you can't do any testing because you've got one ad running. So what if that one ad that you've put out doesn't appeal to people? What if people just scroll on by it? Yeah. You're not testing to see if you can get better results. So, and I've had conversations with this, like when I first started doing ads properly, and I said to them, you know, well, we could do with spending more so we can test different audiences. And they'd be like, oh no, but I just want to go to, the, I don't want to spend more because I just, let's just go to this audience. It's like, well, how you might be getting a, you know, two pound lead, but what happens if you use this audience and you get it for a pound? Like, why? You know, so sometimes it is about explaining to your clients, but the benefit of testing actually is to try to make as much money for them or get the most amount of results for them off the least amount of spend. And when you start kind of putting it like that, they start to kind of get, oh, okay. (laughs) Testing is all to benefit them. It's not to drag out the process. It's not to make it difficult. It's just to make the most from the little amount of investment. Yeah. And once they get that testing kind of mindset, they are much more open to you doing lots of different things. Um, Like I remember one of my clients, she would give me these images to use as ads. And like, don't get me wrong, there are beautiful images. It was a, a client who was like in the equestrian world. They were amazing, beautiful horses. But I remember saying to her, like, these are great, but can we, have you got any like just selfies of you and your horse? You know, have you got anyone who's just snapped a photo of a pony? Can we just try those, you know, in the field? And those would always work best. And she'd be like, oh no, I don't like that photo. It's not about you. It's about the people who are going to buy your products. So let's just test and see what happens. And like nine times out of 10, those raw images of a pony in a field with covered in mud would work way better than the amazing, beautiful photos that you'd want on your wall of a horse. Not that I would want one of those on my wall, but you know, they, they would always work better. But you don't know that if you're not testing. And I think this, there's a bigger conversation here about listening to opinions when it comes to ads. Mm. Like I read something the other day and it said, you can't achieve leads for a certain price point anymore. That time is dead. And I was like, Hmm? sweeping statement much (laughs) yeah and I was like but we are like I even went into ads manager going well we definitely are we're getting better than that we're getting better than that at the most expensive time of the year to advertise and there will be and I but I know that but other people and I obviously just then disregarded it but there will be people going oh god right okay so I'm not gonna be able to get a lead for five pounds or whatever it was so I'm gonna go and tell my client that and it's just bullshit because a lead mm. is very different. You know, the leads Laura and I get and the cost of those leads are very low compared to one of my clients who sells, you know, £300,000 products. The cost of leads are considerably higher because the ask is so much more. It's mm. so much very, it's just so different on so many different ways. So if I said to a client, oh, you're not, that client, oh, you're not going to get leads for less than £5, he'd be like, well, that's fine. I wouldn't expect leads for less than £5. Yeah. Whereas if I or said you to could you, say to him, I'm going to get you leads for five pounds because that's what I'm doing for someone else. And then they're coming in at 50 quid. Then he's going to yeah. be really cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Or if I came and said to you, right, we're getting leads now for like five pounds a lead, you'd be like, well, oh, bloody hell, turn them off. Yeah, you totally. know, so <laughs> not that I'm a cheapskate or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you can't listen to opinions. You can't, li- you know, yes, you can say, oh, this is working for me, but that's not working. And you can kind of listen to that, but you can't then be have that kind of tunnel vision. It's the whole guru mentality, isn't it? Yeah. Like the people on Instagram who go viral with one reel that didn't have a hashtag and then they're like, hashtags are dead. No, yeah. you just had one post that worked and it just randomly didn't have any hashtags. doesn't mean anything. <laughs> or people will look on ad library and they'll see what other people's ads are and they're like, oh, you know, blah, blah's doing these ads. That means we've got to do this style as well. But actually their ads could be absolutely tanking. And actually... This is interesting because we are in a membership and the person who runs this membership like is very open and they had seen somebody like kind of replicate their ad creative, but they'd replicated the ad creative of the ad that was like doing the the worst, worst, costing the most for the leads was like the worst one, the one they were about to turn off. So you you don't know anything by looking from the outside. Yeah. And actually thinking about it there were the other like friends of ours who were running ads and their creative was like cropping Mm. and it was like missing half of the word (laughs) and I messaged them saying oh I took a screenshot just to let you know this is happening do with that what you will um and they were like oh yeah this is our best performing ads yeah and it's it's interesting you just don't you can't tell from the outside can you yeah yeah, so t- basically you have to have that testing mentality. But if you're not testing lots of different variables or a minimum of two variables at any one time, then you're not doing ads properly. And that's a problem. Yeah. Okay, so question three is all around, and these kind of questions do all link together. Um, and this was this is a question that we have all the time in regards to like ad spend. My client has only got £200 ad spend. Or, you know, my client's only spending £10 a day. I'm struggling to get results or, you know, I don't really know what to do. It's all of this kind of things where people have taken on clients and they are either unable to get them results or struggling to get them results because they don't have what they need, whether it's budget, whether it's assets, whether it's that the product wasn't selling it properly. And they're trying to get answers to kind of fix those problems. And actually, there is no way to fix those problems. Those problems should never have happened in the first place. And they've probably arisen because you haven't pre-qualified your client properly. So I think it's really important to talk about like, and we always like, if there's been a podcast where we haven't talked about pre-qualifying, I will eat my hat because it's so important. Like not everyone is a great client and very few people are great ads clients because they have to have everything that works really well in order for those ads to be able to you know, even have a chance of working well. Like their website needs to load really quickly, for example. Their products already need to be selling because otherwise you're just showing them to more people who are not going to buy them. Yeah. You know, they need to have, be spending a decent amount of money. They need to be able to put a pixel on their website or already have one on their website. You know, there's so many different things you need to check. They need to be able to afford to invest in the time because as mm. we've talked about, the testing, you can't just, you're not going to get results overnight. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's, there's so many variables that go into the success of a, a good ad campaign. And if clients aren't on their business, aren't ready for that. And it's things like you can go, you can create leads, but they don't have any processes in place to then what are yeah. they going to do with those leads? And it's incredibly frustrating. Like I've had to turn off campaigns before because the staff team can't cope with the amount of leads. 
And it's like, come on, this is what we've been building up for. This is what we've been testing for. We've been optimizing it. And I get to the point where we are like, you know, getting the best leads and they're dirt cheap. And then they go, no, sorry, can't yeah. cope. There's too, too many. And it's like, yeah. come on, why didn't we think about this? Yeah. And it's those kind of things. So if you were taking on a client now, what would be the key things that you would be checking? Like at that pre-qualifying stage? Well, all of the things that we've just mentioned. <laughs> so I, w- <laughs> but I would be wanting to just at that pre-qualifying stage, I would want to know that they've got budget and they are aware of the commitment that is involved. Um, that it's not a short-term project. Um, I would want to know that they were getting sales. I would want to know like the cost that they're prepared to pay to get a sale or a lead. So their cost per acquisition, like what are their tolerances? I would want to know what else they've got coming up because that's been caught out with me definitely in the past before. And this probably a bit more e-com, I've had this problem where they'll say, you know, we've got this business, we do really well, we sell loads, we're on not on the high street, we blah, 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 blah. And then I'm going, fine, fine. Yeah, they tick all the boxes. I don't onboard them and then they go, right. So we, the ads we want you to run for, this is a brand new product. Mm. No one's ever bought it. So there hasn't been that kind of validation. So I definitely make Yeah, I've had that in the past with a coach wanting to, like not coming to me, Uh, telling me anything about their launch. And then all of a sudden we need to launch next week. Okay, great. We haven't like built up to that. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely knowing what they've got coming up. Yeah. So all of those things really, and probably plenty of others. Yeah. So, so if you are kind of like thinking, oh, how do I fix this problem? Like long story short, you probably can't right really fix it now, but just moving forward to try and preempt that issue. And yeah, you can't fix it with your like current that. clients. You yeah, mean. exactly. You can yeah, fix that's it. What I mean. Yeah, yeah. For, for moving forwards with with new clients, negative. You've got everything, Tough. everything ready to go. Yeah. Okay. The final one of the four was over to you, Laura Davis, because I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just not really truly understanding how ads management, ads manager, meta ads, all of those things, how they work, how they, right. and how you can get the most out of the budget that your client gives you. And I feel quite passionately about this. Clients, and often, you know, let's face it, a lot of smaller freelancers, we will be working with smaller businesses. And they, to invest money in ads, can potentially be taking money from somewhere else. And if that person who's managing the ads hasn't got a clue what they're doing, and they've basically put one ad out... (laughs) They've got no testing. They've just turned it on and then they've buggered off. Or hit the boost button. Yeah, or hit the boost button. They then they're just not getting the best for that client. And I just find that incredibly frustrating. I think it gives people in the industry a really bad name. The amount over the years of ad accounts I have been into and seen the quite frankly shit show that has gone before me. And you know. Being an ads manager, like a social media manager, it, things change all the time. There are new changes in, if, like, for the, uh, from a functionality perspective in Meta. There is changes to what works, what doesn't work. There's changes in the industry. There's changes in marketing. There's changes with bloody iOS. There's, you know, there's, there's always changes. So you're never fully, you never know everything. And the people who tell you they know everything about ads, it's bullshit. So I'm not saying everybody has to, the experts at 100% everything because that is not achievable 
but we all have to work a lot harder at trying to be do the best that we can and if we actually don't wing it when it comes to this kind of stuff you shouldn't be winging it you should be learning how to do it properly you know these ad accounts that I've been in where they do they don't do testing or they think they're sending ads to a warm audience but then you go and have a look at their audience and they're using a lookalike audience you know it's fundamental things that people just don't understand and have assumed will make a massive difference to the success of somebody else's business and people just need to have responsibility for that you know I've been in ad accounts that have been managed by people who are they're out there calling themselves the ads gurus and the ad experts and think they're phenomenal and I have seen the campaigns they run that and they're not all that you know so we've all got to just be mindful that things change always have to be prepared to learn you've always got to be have that testing mentality and you've got to not it's okay to not know something it's okay to ask a question it's okay to say you know what I don't know how to do this but I'm going to find out and that's how I became an ads manager people asked me to do things and I said I don't know how to do this but I'm going to learn and I was lucky that I had clients around me who were happy for me to and and some of them would invest with me they paid for courses that I did and I was very lucky for that and so I'd learn over a period of time but it was always with the best intentions it was always with how can I get the most results for my client not oh I reckon I could just I reckon I could wing it Mm. I reckon I can go in their ads manager and wing it there's so many people out there who are teaching ads and making it sound like it's a dark art making it sound like it's really complicated and there's all these different ways that you can do it and you have to learn from me because I know the best strategies for ads and you know they're literally charging like thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds for these ads courses and the truth of the matter is it doesn't matter who you learn from the buttons work the same (laughs) they can only tell you one way to press the buttons because there is only one way to do that And yes, it can be complicated. Yes, you can really have to think about what audience do I want to see this ad at what stage and all of this stuff when you're building funnels and stuff like that. Yes, you have to try and really understand the data and and interpret that. But it doesn't actually have to be that complicated. It isn't actually a dark art. I am not a data geek. I do not like numbers, but I can run a bloody good Facebook ads campaign because I've spent the time learning how to do it because I will spend the time testing when I'm running ads for clients and I will spend I will go and ask the right people the right questions and like you say I think the worst thing you can do is just think oh well it can't be that difficult you know I'll just go in I'll just do this and I'll do that and it's I'm only spending a couple of hundred quid it'll be fine but if you just invest the time to actually learn what to do and realize that it's not that complicated. And if I just tweaked this one thing, I could get much better results for that small ad spend and that client would love me even more and therefore they would keep me for longer. Like, why wouldn't you do that? I think you've got to, it's about caring, isn't it? You've got to care. Mm. Mm. You've got to care how your results will impact another business. If you don't give a shit, then you don't deserve to work for clients. Mm. And but yeah. unfortunately, there are people who just go, oh, yeah, I can totally do this. The lucky thing is none of those people listen to our podcast. No, this so is true. We're in good ears. But oh. I think, <laughs> good. Um, yeah, I think we're in the right place. But learning Facebook ads is such a sought after skill. I think it's like if it's, this is something that's been on your mind, if you've got a client who maybe has some ad spend, maybe they're already spending it with another ads manager or whatever. 
or an agency and you don't know how to do that and it's something that you think, oh, maybe I should learn how to do that, you will never regret learning Facebook ads because you can use them for your clients. You can help your clients, so therefore you can make more money. You can teach people to do them in power hours and you know do consulting and all of that stuff. Therefore, you make more money. You can run ads for your own business, get more clients, sell more of your masterclasses or whatever, your digital products. Therefore, you'll make more money. So like, why wouldn't you want to learn to run Facebook ads? If you work in social media already, and maybe you've pressed that boost button in the past, I think it's the logical step is to learn to manage Facebook ads, but to learn to do it well. well. So you're not making these mistakes we've been talking about. You're not thinking, oh, I'm just going to charge for the one ad or I can run ads for an event that's happening next week. And you know the logical steps to take, but you also know the strategic steps to take and how to carry out that testing and, you know, how to really set up a really good ads campaign in the right way, in the right format, spending the budget in the right way, um, you know, how to do retargeting, all of that stuff. You know how to do all of that. So it's one of those skills that's up your sleeve because trust me, there are not that many good ads managers out there at all, are they? Like, it's, there's such a gap in the market. We often get asked for recommendations for ads managers and we will pass on people we know, we will send people to our directory, but there's so few of them out there. So like, if you are thinking, what am I going to do in 2024? Ads would be a brilliant thing to add to whatever it is that you're thinking of doing. That was, I feel like I just got on my high horse there a bit. Yeah, you did a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'll just quickly step off. <laughs> it's all true though. Yeah. By the way, if you do want to do that, we have the perfect solution. We have recently updated and upgraded our Ads Manager Academy course, which is part of the Social Media Manager's toolkit. We'll put the link in the show notes. But that Ads Manager Academy course will help you go from knowing nothing or knowing a little bit to knowing everything that you need to know in order to manage ads for clients. We take you through how to build ads. We take you through how to create great copy, great creative. How to test yeah testing we talk about data we talk about funnels like literally everything is in that program and it's part of the social media managers toolkit so you can go and check that out if by going to the twolauras.com forward slash toolkit or click the link that is in the show notes okay so that's it for this week we will be back next week so we will see you in your ears yeah i don't know that we actually will we'll be in your ears yeah i don't like that part quite frankly yeah Yeah, i don't like that Okay, see you here. Wash out your ears. We'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Au revoir.